Welcome to Grounded in the Middle, where stories of taking root in the small moments are shared from experiences living in the country and restoring our 185-year-old farmhouse. I'm so glad you're meeting me here today in the middle. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Grounded in the Middle. I am Danielle Folk, your host. Well, I'm kind of joining you on a hope and a prayer today because I have been trying to record this podcast for the past four days, and uh, gosh, was it maybe last month, was it? We decided to get rid of our DirecTV And it was because we luckily found out that we were able to have regular internet, hardwired internet through our phone. And this was something we were told when we first moved in here that we weren't able to have. And so we had to have the satellite. We spent a ridiculous amount of money on satellite. And we had been used to streaming at our old house. And so not only was the cost and the fact that, you know, we had to watch regular TV um, <laughs> we weren't really thrilled about it, but that's what we've been doing. And, and every time that our data gets low, we would have to either buy more data or we would just have to have extremely slow internet. So we thought, let's just go ahead, give it up. We will try Zoomtown. And we've heard people complain about it, but we thought when it comes to cost and the fact that they thought that we'd be able to stream just fine on a couple TVs, we thought this is going to be better than what we expected. Well, it seemed good for a while and there are good days, but for this past week, I don't know what's been going on, but we've had it just go completely out. I've not been able to even get on just the regular internet to do a search. And I certainly have not been able to download content, um, for, you know, my website and for the podcast. Anywho, so I'm coming to you in a very raw and genuine way this week, as my friend Don Kendrick would say, because I'm not going to be able to edit this. And so I want to share with you, though, something. And wouldn't you know now there's a storm moving through as I record this and I'm going to have to walk inside. But I want to share something with you that happened this past week, there was a few instances where I kind of thought, oh, we need to have a little bit more grace sometimes. And I'm not saying not me too, me included, but there were a couple instances that jumped out at me. And I'm not talking about grace, obviously, uh, the blessing. Some of you may automatically hear grace and think of Chevy Chase's Christmas vacation (laughs) movie. But Some of these um, stories or what I observed this week when I was out with Parker, the one gentleman kind of pulled a Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase's character in that movie. And so I've read some things this week and it just seems kind of like something that maybe we need a friendly reminder of. Because when when I share these things each week, it's because it's become apparent to me. It's been friendly reminders that I just want to share, just some thoughts to keep in mind. It is, this podcast is by no means trying to bestow upon you great ideas that I know 
everyone has said a million times or read about, but we just need, we need to find sometimes in our busy lives a way to be grounded. And so it's my hope through sharing these experiences that kind of come to light each week that they help you maybe become a little more reflective or present and a little more grounded as well. And it just comes to me in these small moments. But can you think of a time when you have shown someone grace? Or how about a time when someone else has shown you grace? It isn't always easy to give grace. However, I think we find it a bit easier to receive it. And I think that's because we are unaware of other people's intentions, but we're fully aware of our own when maybe we say or do something. I think often when someone else may rub us the wrong way, that we, like that's an example of, maybe we didn't understand someone's intentions and maybe sometimes we rub other people the wrong way and you think, oh goodness, they misunderstood, right? Or maybe they took it that way, but that is by no way, you know, no means how I meant it. If we were together in a room right now, I would ask for a show of hands of how many of you have ever ran into a difficult person before? And my guess is not only would every one of you raise your hand, but there would be some head nodding and maybe a few sighs because you not only have seen them, but you have met them, you've gone to school with them, you've worked with them, or even possibly lived with them. But this past Friday, I observed a gentleman that was having a really rough start to his day. And I observed a cashier who was left with no other choice but to show a little grace. Parker and I needed to head down to town to drop off a couple tires. Wouldn't you know, they had nails in them, one from the Bronco and one from the truck. And they needed to get plugged. So we headed down to uh, tire discounters after dropping off the twins at school. And Aaron was in need of a bucket for some mortar work that he's been doing on the house this past week. And so we jumped, me and Parker did, at the opportunity to go to Lowe's and look around. And when we arrived, the front of the store was just lined with those big silver racks and shelves. And they were filled with flowers and my favorite, herbs. And before ever finding a cart, our arms were just full of sweet basils and lemon thyme and rosemary and Thai basil And with no room left in our hands or in the crooks of our arms, we walked towards the garden center's open gate that a couple had just alerted us to being open. They must have seen our arms so full, knowing that we were probably going to need to check out. But knowing that we weren't ready to check out, since we hadn't gotten what we went there for, I I, um, spotted a cart for us, and it was right in front of the cashier. You know how they have the gated end at Lowe's with all the outdoor plants, and then they have that cashier right there? Well, I heard over my left shoulder as Parker and I were setting our plants into this cart, I heard a man raise his voice to the cashier. $60 for two wood post? I mean, he was upset. That's what he said. He said, I would have gone somewhere else and got them for less if I would have known your prices were so high. 
and it made me pause. You know, customer service can be such a thankless job. People go to work to make an honest wage, but they often find themselves in the middle of situations with customers like these. The cashier that morning was not the one who had marked the price on the products. We all know that. She wasn't even the one who did the ordering from the supplier. And the customer obviously didn't notice the price when he got to the checkout. And from what I concluded, he had either one just came out of hibernation from the past few years, or two, which is more likely, had already got his dose of morning news and politics, and he arrived to Lowe's to do a job to collect his materials before 9.30 a.m., hot and just weighted down by what is going on in the world around us. And unfortunately, he took it out on someone who was just there doing her job. Have you ever found yourself in a position like that? Where things that were going on inside of you, they just came out and they came out on the wrong person. I can think of a couple times when that happened to me. And I'll be real honest with you. I feel like the last time, the most recent time was in the fall of this past year. It was right before Thanksgiving. And I'll, I'll be honest, we get mail, I don't know, every other day or so, whenever I go out to grab it. It's not always every day. But I went out and I get it. And we always seem to get a lot of mail from our insurance company. And oftentimes it's just, it's just junk. And so I just stack it up because it all looks the same. And so I'll stack it up, you know, and just go file it or eventually get through it. And, you know, this is my fault for not knowing sooner. But I opened up the or no, it was Aaron. Aaron had given me a call. He'd gotten an email from our insurance asking if we had seen the letter that stated we needed to do a handful of projects at our house or we were going to be dropped by our insurance in January of 2023. Having not seen the letter they sent a couple months prior, this came as a complete surprise. And again, I'm totally aware it's on me for not having open and read each piece of those mails. I get it. But what upset me the most was that we have the intentions. We know our intentions with this old house. We know of the projects that must get completed so our house is, is protected from the weather and all the elements. We know what the emergencies are and what can wait. And we know that we have to work diligently every single year on this house. But when you get a letter from your insurance company who has come out and said, your house has shown depreciation when all we have done for the past five years is work really hard on it and spend our 
our, my husband, I should say, but we, we call it our money. We all work in a different way here, but we spend hard earned money on this place that we do care a whole heck of a lot about. When you have someone come out and say, your house is depreciated. We walked around it. You need to trim trees, which the trees had been trimmed. And I'm really thankful Aaron had done it the previous fall because they needed trimmed, but they were referring to the two tiny trees in front of our house that if they even fell over, they wouldn't even hurt this place. They, they weren't even touching the house. Um, I felt like it was a bit, oh, we have a storm moving in. I might have to run inside here. It, it was, it slowed down the winded. Um, but anyways, okay, fine. So the trees you wanted to trim. Well, I had a hissy fit one day and I went outside and I trimmed those trees and um, they're very trim right now. <laughs> I couldn't get to the very tops of them, but um, they definitely got a haircut. So I took that off our to-do list, but they said that we needed to put a handrail on our side porch and we needed to do the back uh, gutter, which I'm not sure they were aware that's a box gutter, which I'll get to in a second, and that we needed to replace uh, the rake board and the gutters on the side of the house. And it really burnt my biscuits because on the backside of the house at the time when they came, their scaffold set up where Aaron had been in the middle in the process of um, fixing the mortar and putting up the new rake boards and the brand new windows. And so, you know, actively working on the house and he's continued to work on it through the winter as well. And he did this past weekend. So... I called. This is where I made a mistake when I let my feelings get the best of me. And I called the insurance office and I talked to the person who had sent the email as a reminder. And in this situation, she was in the middle. She's not, she's not the insurance company. She is not the one who makes the decision. She doesn't write the letters. She merely follows up. And we had a conversation for about 20 minutes and I did a lot of talking and I got upset because what they did when we got the loan for our house is they looked at the realtor pic or I'm sorry, uh, not the realtor pictures, the auditor pictures that went back to like 2007. And they're not really the best pictures of the house in my opinion when they take those for the auditor's website. But at the time, those pictures made the house look nice and it made you, um, you were kind of distracted from the gutter work and such. And it, they weren't as deteriorated as when we moved in, obviously in the picture. But what they saw um, on those pictures was that the house was in better shape when we bought it, when that wasn't true, and that we had let our house go. And it just felt really personal. And I conveyed that to her. And I mean, it wasn't completely rude. Um, but at the same time, I was pretty stern. And that's not like me. But when someone tells you it's not personal, and she did, she said, this isn't personal. And I said, it feels personal because this is our home. And this is our money. What more is, you know, personal? And um, I felt like it was their fault for not having come out to assess our property. 
and they should have come out and seen what they were going to be insuring because I didn't feel like it was fair. I didn't feel like it was fair for them to say, you have one year now to go do these things. And when we got to the box gutter conversation, she's like, it's, it's only one gutter. And gutters really are affordable. If we, We've been doing them around the house. And if you can do them yourself, I mean, it really isn't bad at all. But the box gutter is a different situation. <laughs> it's thousands of dollars. And it's not just a few. It's a few times, times, times. And so I said to her on the phone, I said, do you know how much a box gutter is? It's well over $10,000. Those are things we plan for. And that wasn't part of our plan this year. And it just, it wasn't, it was not, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary for me to take it out on her. But that's the conversation where I think of the gentleman at Lowe's. You know, we all know our intentions and we all know the weight we're carrying. And sometimes we don't realize how much we're carrying. We all have various buttons that when pressed, they ruffle our feathers and sometimes it is instantly. Have you ever found yourself in a position like me or the man at Lowe's where you might have just let your frustrations get the best of you and that maybe you just threw down some of the weight that you'd been carrying around? You know, I, I have to say I will be the first to admit that along the way I have, in addition to my my fit that I had with the insurance lady, you know, I make minor infractions along the way, as most of us probably do, where we would just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, or we're just having a bad day, or we're not feeling well, or we're just plain exhausted. But, but when we don't take time to slow down and take care of ourselves and find a way to be grounded We don't help ourselves. I have found that since my 20s, I have come to realize how to better handle situations. And yeah, there's a good handful that I wish I could go back and either be a little kinder with my words or a little more professional. But again, we're all human, right? We all make mistakes. Another example that I have from this past week that kind of rubbed me and kind of got me thinking about grace and making sure that that we give it to others and we give it to them, you know, very graciously because we're living in a time with the news and media that is just kind of like depositing these thoughts and ideas that we can, as people, just hang on to and we believe and we let that just become, we let, we let ourselves kind of become the world when guess what? We really aren't. But another example was there was an email from the coordinator for soccer and it was really nice that he had sent out an email just kind of giving an updates because wouldn't you know our uniforms are delayed just like everything else, right? 
Well, at the end of his email, he had just stated that he had fielded some questions of frustration um, over the past week on the soccer fields being wet and them not having practice and the fact that we don't have uniforms. And I'm guessing those people were not very happy that, you know, they had paid this money and their child was not able to practice. And then they weren't, you know, going to have their uniforms for their first game. And it is, it's, it's disappointing. But when you think of it at the end of the day, who cares? Honestly, who cares if your kid has a uniform for the first game? I guess, I bet you anything your kid could care less because they just want to go out there and play. But again, us as adults, we, we just, you know, I'm sure some people are just frustrated and tired, sick and tired of hearing about, you know, the prices rising for gas and the prices rising on lumber and we can't get our kids uniforms and it just wears us down. It wears us down thin and that's okay. It's absolutely okay to get upset. It's absolutely okay um, to not like where we are. But at the same time, we're all in the same boat. (laughs) And when these five volunteers who are running the soccer, um, coordinating and running this organization of, you know, a couple hundred kids, they're doing a job, again, that is thankless. And it's not making their life any easier because they, too, are just as disappointed. And they hate sending the email saying, "I I don't have the uniforms you know, um, and I got another one this morning that said, we're not having our games this coming Wednesday because I'm not going to have uniforms until Thursday. So much is out of our control. It's absolutely out of our control. And yet at the end of the day, we feel the weight sometimes. And it's really my hope for all of you to just check in with yourself and check in with others, or if you notice there's a friend who's just on edge, or if you notice there's a person who's a little on edge, that that one by one, in our own communities, at our own workplaces, at our own schools, or you know, even if you're helping out on a on a team, your kids' soccer team or baseball team, that within every area that you interact with people each a day. Just be aware that we're all carrying a little weight and we're all a little bit stressed and we're all a little sick and tired. And as much as it takes some days for us to kind of give that friendly smile when you're patiently waiting for someone to maybe move a little quicker at the checkout or, you know, move a little quicker on the road, um, we just become a little more mindful Because at the end of the day, we can show each other that grace and eliminate even more trouble or just, you know, not adding to that that weight that everyone is carrying. And that's just the weight of the world. That doesn't even get into what's going on with them personally or with their health um, or where they are mentally. That just scratches the surface. At the top of the week this past Monday, I think 
for those of you who are believers, I, I think the Lord knew what was going to be ahead of me. Because in this morning devotion that I had, it said, these are just snippets. It said, peace be still to your restless heart. No matter what happens, I will never leave or forsake you. Now listen in here, in case I lost you. The media relentlessly proclaims bad news for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A steady diet of that fare will sicken you. Instead of focusing on fickle, ever-changing news broadcasts, tune in to the living words. And then it went on to say, even though you don't know what will happen tomorrow, you can be absolutely sure of your destination. Believe it or not, we all can find common ground on having goals or desires that we're all working towards. And while it may seem like the world in which we live is in just complete turmoil through the news, which is so easily accessed through TV and news and push notifications, there is some perspective to be gained in knowing there has always been turmoil in the world since the beginning of mankind. In the end, the best thing that we can do is show up each day for ourselves and walk out into the world with the intention of being the good through our interaction and conversations with others. I hope that this week you can take inventory of where you are. Take inventory of maybe what's got you stirred up. Do you need a little bit less of the news? Do you need to step away, maybe just from something completely different and take a little break? Do you need to check in on a friend who maybe has just not seemed like themselves lately? Step back when you are out in your community. Take a look around. And make observations of those who may seem a little frustrated. Or maybe you interact with someone who is not maybe being necessarily kind to you, like the gentleman at Lowe's or myself back in the fall. (laughs) And maybe don't react to them the way they are reacting to you. And maybe just find a way to show grace by listening and and letting it go on, or maybe you have the words to share. One thing I wish I could have done that day when I was at Lowe's was just to pass by and say, oh my goodness, isn't it so frustrating that lumber prices have gotten so high? I am sure, whoever the cashier's name was, wishes too that customers weren't having to pay so much and that if only she had control over those prices, you know, just to kind of diffuse the situation or maybe gently remind him that this sweet cashier who's checking him out at 930 in the morning on a, on a Friday is not the one, not the reason. So friends, I really do. I hope that you will have a wonderful week and stepping out and showing grace to others through kind words and actions, but most importantly, Take care of you. Make sure you take that inventory. 
Make sure that you step away from what you may need a break from because we can't do it all and we can't carry the weight of the world and and you deserve you deserve that time for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been raining since we've been on this podcast. We have had high winds. The chickens have been going. I think a plane might have gone through. So I really appreciate you choosing to spend this time with me. I hope this has been time well spent. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with those you know. If you'd like to see more of what life is like in the middle, you can find me on Instagram at Farmhouse Storyteller or head to my website, farmhousestoryteller.com. And remember, while the middle is not always the most comfortable place to linger in, it can sometimes create the most memorable pivot in life, the pivot that had to happen for everything else to fall in place. I'll see you next time.